0: Please do not attempt to adjust your screen. This is not a technical difficulty. You are tuned into on behalf of with the community poet Dara Kalima. However, it's International Women's History Month and I'm filling in as her stunt double host. Cue the music. Welcome to On Behalf Of, where I, the stunt double for Dara Kalima, M.A. Dennis, will be chatting with the community poet. We're going to do a little bit of Freaky Friday action. She's going to be answering the questions that I ask her. And these questions have not been scripted. So buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Bringing to the stage or the screen, look at her, the lovely, the splendiferous, the magnanimous, the wonderful BX rapping, Dara Kalima, the community poet. Look at you. Oh, man, those glasses are beautiful. Welcome to your own show.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's a little weird being on the opposite side of this mic on my own show. I've been interviewed a few times, but this is weird. Hey, amazingness! Thank you for stepping in and suggesting that we do the reverse um, episode for a change. It's been a while since the podcast has been on the air. So it does make sense to come back with a slightly different spin where I'm the one being interviewed for the first episode in a while. So I'm going to stop talking to you. You do what you do.
0: Yes. Now, listen, I just got this gig and... I'd like to be invited back next year for the next uh, Women's International History Month. So I'm gonna start off by sticking to the script. Tell the folks your name.
1: My name is Dara Kalima, AKA The Community Poet.
0: What are your pronouns?
1: I go by she or they.
0: Okay. Tell us about yourself.
1: I am from the Bronx, born and raised. Um, I have... I've done a lot. I do a lot. My daytime job is that of a fundraiser, but my passions always exist in the arts and the education world. I am from the, like I said, I'm from the Bronx. I'm always repping, repping the Bronx. I'm always repping my community, whatever community that is, um, whether it's the arts world, the education world. Um, I'm always just like, you know, I love, I'm, a, I'm an introvert, right? So people always think I'm mean because I'm always sitting there in a the cut quiet. They always wonder if I want to be present. What I'm really doing is sitting there, paying attention, observing, and then getting ready for whatever I got to do next. So that's that's me in like a few words. I mean, there's more, but I'm an aunt. You know, I got some stuff going on. Not a lot of stuff going on, but that's me.
0: Now, the name of the show is on behalf of with the community poet. So that means that Anyone who is a guest on your show, even if it's you, <laughs> uh, have to tell us what community they're representing. And I'm going to just ask you, well, you can tell us what community you represent, but I'm just letting you know, I'm keeping a tally of how many times you say the Bronx. So I think we're up to five now. So,
1: <laughs> Well, I always represent the BX, born and raised um i'll probably be residing here until forever and you could just leave my ashes here that's in a poem um it's probably in several poems so in addition to that are we talking about my community specific or are we talking about the, com- the different communities i'm part of
0: well because you are you you are the community poet so you have a lot more communities than other guests who have been on your show so i'm <laughs> gonna ask you Give me the three, give me your three top, no, no, matter of fact, since this is the 50th year of hip hop, repping the Bronx, right, repping the BX, you know, everybody always talks about what's your top five, and we'll get into that later on, but give me your top five communities, and then also, if it's it's not already included in in what you mentioned, give us the community that you'll be uh, representing today and talking about.
1: So, um, interesting. My top five, well, I'm a Christian, so I guess I got to put that out there. Um, But I'm not like that Bible thumping, like, you going to join the church now. I just, I always have that song in my head from childhood, and they'll know we're Christians by our love. So the way I represent my belief and faith is trying to be the best person that I can be. And therefore, (laughs) hopefully, you'll know that I'm a Christian by how I outwardly represent and move. Um, So that's that. Um So that's two, three. I'm a trekker. But like that's I'm also blurred, I guess. So I don't I want to blend them two together because it's not just Trek, it is Trek. It is Trek. But like I could have a conversation with you about Star Wars too. I have this friend who's all about Star Wars and they swear by Star Wars they know some stuff about Star Wars, I don't know, but I have watched more of Star Wars than they ever have. So I could get down in both of these conversations. But besides that, like, if it's sci-fi fantasy, especially if it's on the screen, I may have watched it at some point. I may know what's going on at some level. I'm not the person who can sit there and tell you the different languages and all the details and all the lore, because I'm not, I got other things to do with my life. But I will sit here and be able to hang in some part of the conversation. If you say frack, I know exactly what show you're coming from. Um, If you talk about a TARDIS, I've taken pictures in front of them, you know, like I'm with you on some of it. So um, I I almost feel like it's a blurred thing, which is the black nerds. Um, And then there's, um, so that's three, right? So then I guess I rep, um, you know, I'm part of the New York Urban League and I was part of the New York Urban League Young Professionals. So I, I went to Urban League, always an Urban Leaguer. But I'll even extend that further to just like, you know, I'm always representing the black community and you know, black is whatever a black person is. So even if I don't agree with how some people represent themselves, you know, wherever you are, that's who you are and black can be a whole lot of things, but I'm representing for my people, even if my people don't represent me, even if they don't need me to represent for them, I'm always my brother's keeper. So I'm always representing for us. And then, you know, I'm not saying I'm a I'm repping for women like a feminist, but I guess I'm a womanist more so, which puts me back into the black women's space, um, or I'm down for anyone who really is about equal women rights and not just about like white women's rights because there is a difference. Um, and so I think those, it was at five, I guess that's five, but there's so many other things I do. Like I'm a crocheter. I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to get my community going on that. You know, I do a whole lot of things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a theater kid. So I went to a comedy show the other day and this guy was talking about his high school and how the cool kids were theater kids. And I laughed through his entire set. Why? Because everything that dude said, and it's like a white guy from somewhere. I don't know where he's from, he, but he went to a small school and the cool kids were the theater kids. And all I could do, sit there and was like, I know that school that was my school because whatever school he went to it wasn't my school but i understood the theater kid life i understood the theater background like all his jokes he even said thank you five he said it is a sexual joke but he said thank you five and i was like yes i got you as a stage manager reference Woohoo! so like i love i'm, I'm all these things so i'm i gave too many but i'm done i'm gonna stop talking because you
0: oh, no be no because listen I, I i'm new to this gig i you know you are a much polished podcaster, interviewer, like, you know, like, see, you know, I gotta take notes, you know, because I can't retain it all like you. However, I'm gonna come back. I I, I listed all these communities, but I would like to jump to, just tell us a fun fact about yourself. Something that would surprise us.
1: A fun fact about myself. So there's, so the one thing I discovered recently, and most people don't know and don't care because they don't know these things, But if any of you were around in like the 90s and you were watching TV, if you were a kid in the 90s, maybe the 80s, there used to be a show called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm trying to make sure if it's that. I remember. Not the cartoon, but the game show. So it was the cartoon and there was the game show. There was the game show. So maybe where is Carmen Sandiego? Because there was the two different ones. So anyway, if you were watching the game show, where's Carmen Sandiego? I used to look at that guy who was hosting the show, I was like, he keeps looking familiar to me, but I didn't realize why. I did some Googling recently. And the reason why he looks familiar to me is because he was the host of the Nickelodeon game show that I was on as a kid. So I was on Nickelodeon game show when I was a little kid. And I said my name wrong.
0: Not the one where they slime you and stuff, that one?
1: No, I wasn't on Double Dare. It was a very, it was a weird game show. It was only on for a few years. And it was like, it was like a long format game show. It was like a two hour long game show sort of thing. It was like a hybrid show where they did a whole bunch of different stuff. But I had to pile up mac, mac and, I said mac and cheese. My goodness. You know, this is what happens when I'm tired. Um, So, not mac and cheese. What's the mashed potatoes? I had to pile mashed potatoes up to a line. But I was doing it against the former Mrs. America. But Mrs. America wasn't piling mass, mass, mashed potatoes. She was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so we already know it's fixed right so she was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but she was making it with the old school nail file so she was never winning because she was putting holes she was puncturing the bread the whole time through it was terrible i won real quick fast in a hurry i even was knocking the table over because i was pushing he was like just pile it up against the wind, the glass i started pushing the glass and the glass almost fell over but the funny thing is when he was interviewing us in the back room before we got the thing the the question was who likes school? And nobody raised their hand and I raised my hand. And I was like, Oh, you liar. I wouldn't lie to be on TV. So people hated me for that. But actually, I do like school. Look at it. The people who say you was lying and you hate school, I got three degrees. Clearly, I like school a lot because I was at it. And I'm still debating going back to school, but that's one other thing. Anyway, but he um but I want I wanted I wanted word processor. That was the cool prize they gave me for winning this thing, a word processor. From stacking mac and cheese, I mean mac and cheese, mac p- mashed potatoes against the window. But yeah, that was that was my that, claim to fame.
0: That is indeed a fun fact. Stacking <laughs> mashed potatoes. What uh, were these? Were these homemade or were these like out the box? The oh, they were rack. definitely
1: out the box because there were no clumps in it. It was just mush. Oh, uh, I was gonna say when we were in the back room, he would, he asked our names, and I said my name is Dara. And he goes, oh, it's Dara? He's like, yes, it's Dara. It's not Dara, it's Dara. I was very particular about this. I made Mm -hmm. sure that they understood my name was Dara. And he wrote it down with the pronunciation. We got on the screen. And he goes, and Donna. And so in the video, you see me go. (laughs) The side eye game was real. Even for like a, I was like, what? 11 years old or something like that. My side eye game was serious.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. I I don't think, uh, this is my fault, I don't think I asked you to give us the community that you'd be representing today.
1: You did. I ignored the question. I don't even know what community I'm representing. I I feel bad because I'd be asking people this, but I prep people to find their community. I don't know what community I'm representing. I'm representing all communities in which I'm interviewing. I'm, I'm representing the people who are inquisitive. I'm representing the Bronx. I'm representing X. I'm representing a lot of I don't know. I'm representing my me because
0: okay. I'm a community poet. Well, I
1: don't know. Maybe we'll me, find it by the end of the episode.
0: Yes. Sir. So I will ask you because you mentioned poet, and I don't, and you actually didn't mention poet when you gave me the um, you know, the Top community. Five. However, I would ask you, you know, this is this is this is a podcast, so tell me on behalf of podcasters what 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 has the experience been like um you know what what have you learned um yeah share that with us
1: it's been interesting you know there's two sides to it so you know part of it is you you psych yourself up to you got to have all these things in place to make a great podcast and that's probably true you probably need to have more in place than i do you know like you know, one of my friends just opened my friend. I have, I, because of the Urban League, I have a gr- huge national network of friends. And one of them just opened this amazing, like if I was if I was in his area, he lives in Buffalo. He opened a studio for people to do broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And if I was in Buffalo, I'd be using his studio to do the recording because it looks dope. I'm sure he has state-of-the-art equipment. It looks amazing. and And I think you need to have really great equipment. Simultaneously, No, you don't. I think think we get so caught up in all the great equipment and things you need to have that we stop just doing, we we stop ourselves from just jumping in and doing the thing. The good equipment will come when the money comes. The good equipment will come when the following comes. But you can just have a great conversation and get people to join you. Like look at Kev on stage, he's got a studio now. Before he was renting a room, before he was renting a room, he was just doing stuff on the street. Like, you know, you just gotta start doing and then everything else will come. And I think we still, we get so busy going, no, but I need all the stuff and I need to line up all the things. And I, need, I mean, yes, there's some things you can do to get things in place. Like when I first started recording, I had a whole bunch of episodes lined up and then I started and that made it easier. But then all of a sudden I was going episode to episode and that was also fine too. I don't, it's, it's harder to do it that way, but then also the episodes are fresher. Now we can talk about something con- that happened recently and the episode is tied to that opposed to you hear us talking about a recent event that is now 5 months old because the episode was recorded a while ago. You know, so now the episode's not dated when we did the recording uh, or when you hear the recording. So I think there's a mixed bag to it. You it, you don't need everything to get started. Just do it and you'll learn some of the things. I think if you really wanna do it, just stop making excuses and make it happen um, is one of the things And I don't have a lot of equipment. I'm doing it just off my laptop. I do have this one microphone. I did have, have another microphone that is not as good and this is not the best microphone either but it does a good job. I'm doing this on Zoom. It comes out okay. Like I don't need all the big equipment but I do know how to edit video. So you do learn how to put some stuff together. You figure out what type of people you wanna interview. The scheduling is the hardest thing. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the delay that's happened is that everyone started getting busy. And so it's been hard getting people lined up and I've had a lot of conversations, but between my life getting a little chaotic and then the uh, people that I've been trying to get on this show being a little chaotic, I've gotten a lot of next month, next month. When next month comes and I get next month and then you get a three month hiatus that you weren't planning. So um, that's a little hard. And I think I would reverse it where I have stacked up to cover the hiatus. I may do time to time during the time that we can do it, but I may stack to cover the hiatus so that I can come back with more episodes. But other than that, like it's been great. I've had I've learned a lot from people, and that's what was most important was getting people's story amplified. And I got some good people coming in in the next few episodes. I got a couple of interesting people with different communities that they're repping some serious some silly some just people that are dope and so I can't wait to get these conversations started
0: as well um to piggyback on that I have two questions one tell tell us a community that you'd like to know more about and also tell us a guest that if if you could have any guests um, on the show who would that be so tell us a community you want to know more about. And um who is a guest that you'd ha- you'd like to have on the show if you had your your pick.
1: So in terms of a community, I really want to get someone from like a disabled community mm. here because we don't amplify their stories enough and their experiences enough. The problem is is not is one, I acknowledge that. I'm not doing a great job on being super inclusive. Like when I do stuff online, I don't have subtitles, but you can get subtitles depending on where you're looking at stuff. So there's some of that's already there in the tools that are out there. Um, But then also some of the people that I've been trying to get to, they're either too big um, or I'm too scared that they're too big to talk to me because they may want money that I don't got. Um, Or they have had some health issues that have made it a little preventative to get to them. So there's this mixed bag of like trying to get to them, trying to work around their schedule, my schedule, their needs to be able to have these conversations or having someone who can engage in a conversation in a way that is a viable one. Like I have friends who are disabled, but Mm -hmm. if they can only type to respond, it's a little hard to have the podcast then, you know, so trying to figure out how to have a representation, that is enough that can be heard um and not not every disability is the same either so you know trying to figure out how to how to do that because i definitely want to you know my grandfather was blind so but blind is not the same as living with ms it's not the same as living with um anything else that could stop that can be more debilitating or things that make you unable to speak at all you know so but I, and I also wanted to be an interpreter growing up. Well, unless you're someone who's verbal with sign language, then it's that's not someone I can necessarily interview either, you know. So you have to have an interpreter, and so like it's a little and as a small person, I don't know how to get to those people or how to do that properly yet. So that's um, that's something I would just love to. I would like to amplify some of these conversations too. I don't know how to yet, um, but I definitely don't want to exclude. Anyone from communities in which they want to discuss, so I got to figure out how, or and maybe this just in time when I have better skills and ability to do so. Um, but it is in my mind because I I want to like I want to I want this podcast to be a serious one and a silly one. Like we can talk about cat lovers and we can talk about you know any random interest that you have. We could do the crocheting one, and I'm not saying that's a pluff puff piece because it could be crocheting saved your life you know but then i also want to talk to people who are doing like i to me having that conversation about anti-racism was big having the conversation about black fathers was big and having the Sikh, the conversation with somebody from the Sikh community was huge you know so wanting to have have the mix of conversations um the, i love the conversation with the circus clown but like not everyone else wanted to watch it but like having the mix of conversations i think is cool and that's what i'm set out here to do to have silly and serious conversations because i'd be having serious and silly conversations all the time on my own so um and who would i want to interview i mean i don't know because there's so many fascinating people out there um so i don't even have a i mean i have like a wish list but i don't like i, I kind of want to interview my mentor because she's just really dope and she's doing great things right now, Um, but I'm like, well, she asked me for money. Like, I don't know, she would just do me the solid at this point, Um, because she's she's getting big, you know? Like, but then it's like, can I ever get to a point where I can get a celebrity on here? You know, I should interview my cousin, but my cousin's a big deal now too. And I won't say her name, but she's doing actually podcasts and interviewing real stars, Mm -hmm. like, would she be, would she do it? Like, I don't know. And like, I don't want to, or like, can I interview my aunt? Who's also somebody big, like I know big people, but then like, are they too big for me now? Cause I'm just a little small fry. Like, is, would I get a family hookup or would they just be like, nah, you still got to go through my press agent? Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm at, and and uh, this is a hypothetical question. So none of that really applies. So um, you sh- shoot for the stars.
1: basically
0: basically, tell me someone that if they were on your show if you were interviewing them it would just give you absolute joy india thank you you see there we go now since everyone's listening let's not assume that everyone knows who india is so If you had to give an introductory song, just a song to introduce someone to ndr what song would you give them?
1: So the song that everyone loves by her right now is I Am Light. And it's not even my favorite song by her, but everyone else's favorite song by her. And I think it's because it's really singing to the soul of like, I am, I am light. I am, I am light. Like you are light, I am light. And if you're saying that to yourself over and over again, you just feel like I am light um and it and it could be either light as in ambient light like light or light as in like light as a feather like you you however you take those words right like I am not the things that are burdening me I am light I am I am like and you know somebody started playing it at one of my retreats and that was like yo that's dope and everyone wanted to know more about her you know and that i think the reason why i would do i am light more so than like video and i use video in a video that i just did recently but i would do i am light because i think i think especially during the pandemic everyone's on this like quest we're all on this quest for peace and i am light is a peaceful song it is giving you a little bit of that mm, to it you know and NDRE is always reflective. She's always in her skin, even if she's not always. She's always real. Like I love, I love Andiari. So I, it would be NDRE or it would be Dr. Raquel Martin because that girl, that woman is serious, no joke. I love her. I love her Instagram presence. So she would be like the next person I would, would want to interview, just because she's she's no joke. And I think we'd be friends. She may tell me about myself, so I may be afraid of her, but <laughs> I think I would enjoy. I think I'd think i be I would enjoy her telling me about myself so
0: yeah <laughs> now you know I'm'm I'm, I'm trying to do my best to emulate you but you know <laughs> I, I don't I'm not on your pay grade I'm only stunt double. so I gotta try to find my own little niche here. So what I'm gonna do right now is I want to do a little kind of uh speed thing uh, a little rapid uh give and take so to speak. So, like I said, I've been taking meticulous notes. So, with some of the communities you mentioned, I'm going to just ask you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the community, and I want you to just give me, like, something that you're proud of the community about, and something that frustrates you about the community. And and, and the idea here is I want to just kind of just keep it going, um, you know, like, kind of like, pop, 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 pop. hmm So... Whenever you're ready.
1: Ready, lay it on me. Christian. Oh, the hypocrisy is such a problem, such a problem. But when we do it right, there's so much love.
0: Okay. Trekker
1: community. The hypocrisy is such a problem.
0: <laughs> I see a theme here, there's a theme here.
1: <laughs> when we do it right. We are getting close to what Gene Roddenberry viewed.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I, oh, my God. I, 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 let's see what happens with this one. The Black community.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> we are so beautiful. We are so beautiful. Mm. Oh, my gosh. We are so beautiful. Even when we are ugly, we are beautiful. Mm. I just, I, you know, I have nothing bad to say about us. Because everything we do, even when it's problematic, is because it's not because of us. And I'm not saying I'm blame, I don't think we, I don't say we can't take our own blame. We have to take our blame, we have to take blame. We have to do better. We have to see better for ourselves and envision so much better and aim for better. But it's hard to do that when someone got their knee on your neck. It's hard to do that when someone has starved your brain from proper nutrition. It's hard to do that when someone's got a, a target on your back, a gun aimed at you, when people have segregated you for so long in such ways that you cannot function. Whenever you are prosperous, they they come in to take it. So you know what? I can't fault people. I can't fault out people, I, at least African-Americans. And I say that's very specifically people who've been in here struggling for a while. Um, who have been in the struggle, I'm not saying struggling, but the people who have been in the struggle for a while, newly immigrants, it's a different conversation a little bit, but those who have been here for a while, you know, however you show up, whether I agree with you or not, whether you have to pass, whether you have to sit there and Kanye your way through, whether we are going to agree or not, whether you're going to go flip a table, whether you're going to go kill your brother or not, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with everything we're doing, but I understand why we're doing it. Because we all deal with trauma different ways. That stuff is passed down. It is genetic. It shows up. We ain't learning all the things the way we need to. So you know what? I ain't got no critiques on our people other than just figure out how to love yourself and how to let go of as much of those trauma, traumatic things as we can. We can't let it all go. Some of it's in our DNA. But man, y'all are beautiful. Y'all are beautiful people. Y'all are beautiful. Y'all are creative. Y'all are divine. Y'all are just, mm the sun loves you so much; it just kisses you and don't burn you as quickly. Just remember that.
0: Yes, and and uh, just just for the sake of the censors, please do not go to kill anybody. Just let's just have. Please.
1: I didn't say. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying go. I'm 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 not advocating for any of that. I'm not advocating for the Kanye's or the crime, but yeah. you know, I understand how we get into these places. I appreciate how things are not as there should be. And it's because it's been designed that way. So much of anything, all of our lives, all of our lives are so designed by so many other things around us. That so much of nature is nurturing us, um, is designing our lives. And so I'm just not mad at us. I'm just not, go go, uh, Candace Owens all over the place. Have fun. I'm not listen, gonna agree with you, but go I, ahead.
0: I was not trying to say that you were saying um, anything. It's just that I have to remember, this is my first time doing this filling gig. So I'm I'm a little conservative. I, I will admit that, you know, so I, I'm going to be doing a lot of disclaimers and uh, <laughs> they, they see that message pop up. The views uh, the views presented by Dara Kalima, the community poet do, do not reflect the, uh, the, the view, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, right? It's your show, but, <laughs> but do not reflect the views of the show. So um, interesting one, cause, and this is, and I'm going to switch it up now. I'm not so much interested in like um, uh, uh, something that you love or frustrates you about theater, but I would like to know because, like, I'll admit, like, I, I have a little bit of um, experience, like a little bit of interaction with theater. So, what would you say to those of us who? Have uh, who are not really like theater aficionados, like give us like some way that we can maybe delve into it a little bit more. Like what are some of the things that can help us appreciate theater the way that you appreciate it? And before you answer that question, how do you spell theater? Like uh, if you spell it- um,
1: I'm American
0: okay with okay all right because i i didn't know i thought you know you, you put the e on it when you're talking about like
1: when i say my youth theater i do re just because the people who ran okay. it are british but okay. i am american
0: okay. <laughs> so tell us like it, it, enlighten us about theater
1: so i the, the, you gotta go to where you are you know mm. the theater is so isn't it is not course prohibitive. Broadway is. Mm. Broadway may not be for us, but so mm. many things are not made for us, are not for us or or are, are not or or not made for us to access it. So that said, don't worry about going to the Broadway show. Go to it while it's at the public and it's trying to get its bid for the Broadway show. Go for you know, the community theater in your neighborhood. The theater that I started out in, one of the theaters I started out in New York was a theater in the, we, we met in a church, in the basement of a church. Yeah, we were in the basement of a church in Harlem. And that's the, that theater was started by someone who used to be a Broadway actress. She was blacklisted during the McCarthy period. Um, she's actually the first female, first female, and black or black female cab driver. Um, she was the first woman or black woman to get her motorcycle license. Um, and the theater was partially funded by Sydney Poitier's foundation and Ruby Dee and Ozzie Davis's foundation. So, and we, were doing, we weren't doing amazing work but like one of the plays that were put up there was done by, was put up there by the wife of the late, but her her late husband wrote a play that was performed by, um, it was called The Old Settler and it was done by, um, what's their names? Um, The sisters, Claire Huxtable, Debbie Allen. What's Claire Huxtable's real name? Alicia. (laughs) Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen and so it was done by them so like it wasn't the version that was done. I mean it was the same play it was, the, it was done into a movie by the two of them but like I would go to the opening shows and Sydney Poitier was never there but Ruby Dee and Ozzie Davis was so they would always be at the opening show and so you know our tickets were like that night was maybe a little bit more about tickets were number like 15 20 dollars to go see some black theater and see a message for us. Not everything is a Chitlin circuit. And even the Chitlin circuit is not bad. And the Chitlin circuit is like where it starts with like um, Tyler Perry, but think about it. Tyler Perry is who? Look at Think about what Tyler Perry has done. And I'm not a particularly advocate for Tyler Perry, but think about what Tyler Perry has done from Medea in little theaters in the Chitlin circuit to now owning this biggest lot doing what with his funds and money and who he's funding theatrically and film wise you know so I think the thing here is that you have to consider you know really that you don't have to go to the big place support the small places because their stories there for us it's, it's our faces there it's our stories it's our community it's and then, and then you get into higher places. You know, Some of the actors that I knew back then, I'm seeing them on TV now. I was, I was on the phone with a friend. I was like, oh, there's Benja. Cause it was one of the actors that I worked with at that theater. You know, like there's <laughs> like, I could watch TV. And if it's an older black person on TV, I recognize them. Why? Cause they were in that theater. So just go access it, go to your local theater find out what's happening nearby because our stories are there for us you know, in the Heights, lin Miranda, faulty or not, um, started because he's from Washington. He grew up in Washington Heights. So, and his family is very, con- gives a lot of money back to that community. So, our stories are there. We need to support it. We need to see it. And I'm not even from Washington Heights, but you know what? My ch- I'm On my way to church, I would go to Washington Heights every Sunday. And I'm from the Bronx, so same as that community. <laughs> so I went when I saw in the heights in previews, I was like, oh my gosh, home is on stage. So the more we engage in it, the more we also get to see our stories in the public, in the small theaters, in Harlem. Um, and some of our stories are really amazing. Some of the things that we're creating, magnificent. So let's go support it.
0: Now I have a question for you because I'm I'm assuming that a lot more people who aren't. Who haven't really uh, like you know maybe they've dipped their toe into the into the theater pool you know just just dipped a little big toe in there just to test it out but they I'm assuming that I would say most people are probably more familiar with movies what would you say is like the the, the difference like what is the difference between a a good like going to see a really good movie versus going to see a really good play.
1: A really good play. I can't tell you the difference in person, maybe from an actor's perspective. There's some, there's, an, there's a co- collective energy. Mm. There's a collective energy the moment you're in the theater. And it happens so- for poets too. You feel it as a poet. You're a poet, I'm a poet. That is the same thing as in a theater as an actor. When you're in that place and you hear the audience, feeding you energy. Even if they're not feeding you energy, you're still, there's still a connection and relationship happening. And what you, the show you see tonight, you will never see again. Mm. No matter how many times we're doing the same exact lines, time and time again, same exact poem, time and time again, same exact whatever, lighting set, it's never the same show because the audience is different. Because I had a little bit of cold today and so I was pushing through. You know, something bad happened right before. Or I was in a really good. I got some real good sleep today. You know, whatever it is, the show is always different. So that little bit of difference, that little sense of urgency, that's different, or a little bit of I was I was doing it by rote. Whatever that is, the show is so. It is. It is an. It, once those lights go up, it is. You have no choice but to be present. When you're watching a film, you ain't got to be present you can watch it later. You can never watch that play again. You can never watch that exact moment again. And so the play is pulling you in. The theater is pulling you into this moment to share this moment with you. And the actors and the audience, were all in this shared experience together. And I think that's that's the thing. So whether from an actor experience, and the audience means so much to an actor, to someone on the stage, but even from an audience moment, it is, you know, when you're, when you see something um, like when you're like, you know, think about it when you're in a theater, when you're in a movie theater and you go to an IMAX theater and you have the big giant screen, you're a little bit more wowed because the thing felt like it was coming at you. When I was at Michael Jackson, the MJ, the musical and I saw the screen, like the the, the stage open up and all the things that happened on a stage. I was like, oh my gosh on the stage and that was amazing to me like I was a kid in the candy shop I'm a theater kid so I was really a kid in the candy shop but like you know I like actually I don't like theater that necessarily is big spectacle and that show was a mix of minimalist theater and big spectacle there was so minimalist stage there was nothing on the stage and then there was these huge giant set set moments you know but if you give me Chicago Chicago is a minimalist play there is nothing on that stage it is a bunch of chairs so some people dancing and singing and that's mostly your stage every now and then some other things that happening but it's a minimalist stage the whole time and your your imagination is going with you to these moments you're now like one of the best things about Chicago and I mean it's Bob Fosse and stuff so Mama Morton comes out and Mama Morton has her keys and her keys are just this. Her keys are her hand spinning. So you see her hand, you see her keys spinning around as if she, you, in her in your mind, you see her spinning her keys in her hand, but it's really her finger spinning. And like your, your mind is in the imagination with you because you know that her fingers doing her little twiddling is actually her key spinning as she's spinning the chain around as she's mm-hmm. walking through the jail. So like you're bringing, you're being brought in to a moment and you're being forced to use your imagination to go oh this is real and even if it's even if they have water on the stage you're like how did they put water on the stage oh my gosh or if they don't have water running but they have a sink you're like oh my goodness they're it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna believe they're running water you know mm-hmm. like one thing about rocky they had these fake fish in the in the store and half of us are like, how did they have fish? on? The, they really have fish on the stage? Did they have fish on the stage? I had to go ask my friend who was a costume designer, was there really fish on the stage? Like, okay. you know, like, There's these things that are like amazing. And then even in Rocky, they make you in the middle of the boxing ring. And you're like, you went from a theater to a boxing match and you know the movie, you know everything that happens in a movie. You would never think that Rocky the musical would be amazing. But when I'm in the middle of a theater, And all of a sudden I'm acting like I'm in a boxing match. Like, yeah, Rocky, get him. No, don't don't lose Rocky. Punch him. him!" Like, how did they do that? Because now I'm not just watching it like I'm watching a movie. I am fully invested in this boxing match. And I know how the boxing match is going. I've seen the movie a million times, but I am full in. And I mean, I was so full in. I made mean, my mom and her boyfriend go to the show again, and he was sitting there acting like he was boxing in the air, watching box Maraki do this boxing. Because again, you would just pull, you're pulled in, you're forced to be present, and that's something you cannot just get from watching a film.
0: Now, here's the thing, I don't, I don't know what if there is a name for this community, but um, anyone that's out there, if if you're a person that likes to try new things. And, and, and theater would be one of the things that you haven't tried yet. And just listening to Dara Kalima just give you this this wonderful, you know, introduction, um, you know, theater 101, so to speak. Um, please, you know, first of all, how can, if someone is, 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 who's listening now, if they're interested, if they feel like, wow, you know, I have a community, I, I want to rep my community, you know, or you know, I want to come on and talk about how I, you know, I I took notes too. And, you know, I went to see Rocky the play and I went to see MJ the musical. And I'd love to come on the show and 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 have a conversation with you about it. How, how, how does that work? How do how do we do that?
1: So you just have to find me. Like, if you're watching this podcast, leave a message. Message me somewhere. Dara Kalima, go to my website. Dara Kalima, if you message me... There's a link on my website to just to contact me. If mm-hmm. you contact me there, you can easily... I, I respond. Unless it's a junk message because I do get a few of those. But I respond um, to any message left on my website. Um, and we will get you on the show because I want to know more. I want to know more. Like, if I the, the conversation is coming up. Um, I have a entrepreneur coming up. I have a social worker coming up. I have a magician coming up. Um, I have a lawyer coming up. I have a couple of different conversations. I have There's a poet from like Europe that's coming into the conversation. I have to circle back to her because we started the conversation. We didn't finish like getting the details locked in, but there's a few people that are like whatever you're, if you can identify as a community, if you can say there's more than just you doing this thing and you may be connected with other people, let's talk because I want to know more about it. I mean, like, it is it's so fascinating to just learn. Like, I thought I knew everything about millennials because I'm, a, I'm an ex, like, your millennials are right behind me and I'm a millennial, you know? But, like, I learned talking to Nora Oz when we did the millennial episode. And I still quote it. I was talking to my friend yesterday or two days ago, and we were talking about that. Um, And because she's also ex with me. And I was like, no, but this is the thing about it. This is the thing about millennials. And like, we were, it was so fascinating to have that like other way to look at them now that we've had that conversation. So if you can recognize the community, just go to my website, Dara Kalima, hit that, contact me, and we can make it happen.
0: Now, one of the communities you also mentioned. Now, first of all, I'm going to just give you a little heads up. Um, I don't see how I could be a good stunt double, filling host, and not ask you to do a poem, you know, uh, for the poet community. So I'm just giving you a heads up. That's coming down the pipe. That's coming, and it's happening sooner than later. But before we get to that, um, you mentioned like you know being a womanist, you know, uh, you know being a, a fighter and a supporter of women's rights. And because it is international women's uh, month, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to um just tell us what this what this month means to you. Um and uh, is there anything you're doing, you know, that you're being intentional about um, to honor this month?
1: This month is always funny to me, um, because it's always right behind Black History Month. And so usually for Black History Month, I spend the month dedicating it to like, either like, you know, important black figures in history, important um, uh, people who invented things, but not the things that we all talk about. We always talk about like the street light because of Louis Latimer or such, but you know, or we'll talk about Carver or such, but like I'll talk about um, some things that I didn't know about or that I can find and I amplify that. Or I'll talk about my family because they're my history. Um, So then you get into Women's History Month and it's like, well, who do I talk about now? <laughs> and then I tend to fall off a little bit or I'll talk about women in the same sort of regard or I tend to skew towards like black women just because of who I am. I'm not doing any of that. And I didn't do anything last month, really. I think the only way, like, but I appreciate and I'm not seeing as much about women and what we've done and contributed which is I have I may have feelings about that I don't really know I don't have time to have feelings about things right now um what I do focus on I think is um this month I mean it matters because women have done so much but I think it's always important and I think the reason why I do focus down and double down on you know Black women more so than any other women. It's not because I'm, I'm trying to focus only on Black women. It's the fact that usually and oftentimes when we talk about feminism, it's always to a white standard. But the fact of the matter is that indigenous women, Latino women, Asian women, Black women, all have worse situations than white women. But we always do things to the white standard. Or the white standard always skews the numbers to a better place. Um, and so that's why I'm always very clear to focus on a different, a different situation. So, like, you know, we talk about Equal Pay Day. Well, I think Equal Pay Day is gonna come up any day now soon, but really for Black women, Equal Pay Day is in November or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, we're not November. We're seven months in. So like july or something like that i don't know we're, some, we're several months after and then even like latina women are right after that no indigenous women are right after that so like i looked it up a couple of months a couple of weeks ago and i don't remember anymore i think it, it may be November. and then that means that they're, they're like june i mean no they're like um october i mean i think we, we're september yes we're september this year because i was like oh it's my mom's birthday so well, you can hope- day for black women in like september and then that means like i think indigenous women become november or something like that And that's insanity. They're like, we have to work a year and nine months and 11 months to equal the pay of our white male counterpart. But we'll sit there and go happy Equal Women's Day, Equal Women's Pay Day, and we'll do that in like April. Mm. But that's not every Equal Women's Day pay day. So I like to amplify other women on purpose because we're not really giving the real picture. Like when we talk about, yay, you all get to vote. No, we don't. That day that we all celebrate is a day that we all get to vote. It's not the day that we all got the right to vote. And so again, I'm always very like clear about those things. So Women's History Month is sort of a funny one for me. I'm always like, well, who are we able to find this month? Um, But then I also, I think this month, particularly because of the things I've been going through, I'm just trying to relax. I, don't, I can't relax, I don't have time to relax. I'm trying to take care of the women in my life. I'm trying to take care of me, I'm trying to take care of my mom. I'm mm-hmm. trying to honor my grandmother, she's gone, but like just honor, you know, I try to think about my sister a lot, you know, I'm trying to focus in on, on the feminine energy um, that exists, what the uh-huh. women in my world have meant and what we can do, and what I can do going forward to make things better for us.
0: I want to just jump in because I'm so glad you mentioned your grandmother, and you mentioned your sister, because as I was just listening to you, it occurred to me, um, a lot of people, like even like with Black History Month, you forget that you're part of that history too, like you just think of like the, you know, the, the Harriet Tubman, or or, or whatever you know famous uh women so i want to i want i want to zoom in now you know and i want to ask you share the women's history for this month but i want to know about just just you can just tell us briefly because I, I i know you know we got a lot to cover in this show and, and i don't want to run out of time but Tell us something about your grandmother that you feel, you know, pay homage to her and tell us something about your sister, pay homage to her, because they're part of women's history.
1: Well, my grandmother was um, an amazing woman. Um, She's the only family member I say I look like. Um, And I always say that. Um, Probably because she also had a round face and everyone else's faces are blonde but she used to let me wear her wigs. Um, so my grandmother was a Leo, just like me, but she was an August Leo. She was a minister. She had four children. She, along with my grandfather, ran several businesses. Um, I mean, when I say she was a minister, she became a minister late in life. So I was around by the time she actually became, she was um, uh, ordained. Um, so yeah, I remember her even trying to, I remember picking her up from school as she was getting, getting that together. Um, I think she was like, there's different levels of being ordained. So I don't think she was like, well, whatever. She was an ordained minister at whatever level that meant. Um, I think she was like an evangelist or something in the AME church or whatever. So my grandmother was, she was, she was no nonsense. She was, she was stunning. Um, you look at pictures of her back in the day, she was fly, she was fly. Um, but everyone loved her and everyone called her mother and it's not just because she was at the church, but everyone just sort of flocked to her as like a mother figure. She was a leader of people and she's who I wanted to be like always. I always look to her to be like, that's what I wanted to be like. And so my mom used to have to fight people off because they would always say, no, she's my mother. And she had to be like, no, actually, she's my mother. Like, I need y'all to back off. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, she's, she's, she's a class act. She's a class act. So that was my grandma. And um, my sister, huh? Your sister. Yeah. Oh, my grandmother's from the South. I'll just add that. My grandmother, I think she was born in New Bern, North Carolina. Um, but she was part of that Great Migration. So her, like half of that family was from the South. And because she was the youngest side of that family, they migrated to the North. So half of her siblings stayed in the South and the other half came up. So she was one of the ones raised up here. Um, I don't know how long, how when she moved here, but she was one of the babies. So she was up here. Um, and then, that's why my mom was born here because she migrated, my grandmother grand, grand, my grandmother migrated at a younger age, because um, she couldn't be, she was too young to be independent in the South. So the older siblings stayed in the South, the younger siblings came, migrated north. Um, so my sister was 10 years older than me. She was a lawyer, mother to two. Um, she was at one point regional president of her Balsa chap, of Balsa. Black Law Students Association. Black, yeah, Black Law Students Association. I was like, what does Boston stand for? Um, so she was running things when she was in law school. She graduated as valedictorian in her high school, in an all white high school. Um, so that was huge. And then she was like, summa so cum laude or magna cum laude in college. Like she was, she's a big old giant brain. That's my sister. She was just, she couldn't be stopped. She was too so smart. Um, she is wild. She's the reason why I wear cat eyes because she loved her cat eye glasses, but this is before cat eyes were really popular again. And so she had these cat eye sunglasses that were really expensive. And when she was moving out of, out of New York finally, um, I think so she was going to Boston to go to grad school. She is moving out and they were moving her stuff, but the movers somehow caught her sunglasses and broke her sunglasses and she was devastated. So I would always look for cat eye glasses everywhere I went. Like if I saw sunglasses, I was looking for her glasses. Um, never found them. But once cat eyes are back, I was like, oh, cat eyes. So I started becoming cat eye person. And wow, I look good in cat eyes too, what? Um, but she was she was fierce. She was a fierce individual. She was the one who created my, and shaped my politics. Um, because she she, I called her mommy too. Um, because she was the second mother she's the oldest of us but she was the motherly figure to me but again she was a lawyer She she had argued a case in front of the supreme court um she was on the judge path unfortunately cancer took her before um she could get there but um she was a big deal she is a big deal and she was going to be a bigger deal but you know she was too big of a deal for this place so she had to go on to other places, um, but that's my sister.
0: Well, I I I'm going to say that she's definitely still a big deal because she's still living through you. And um, thank you for honoring her. Thank you for honoring your grandmother. Um, I'm I'm just blessed to uh, to be here today. And actually, you know, full disclosure. I think the only reason that I got this gig today was because, you know, my name is non-binary, you know. People say M.A. Dennis. They don't, they don't necessarily know that, that it's a cis-heteros, um, uh, male, you know, so. Um, but now, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in so, you know. <laughs> uh, but we'll see, um, please uh, go, if you're watching this on like YouTube or something, um, if you've enjoyed me uh, being the stunt double fill-in host, please um, co- go to the comment section, let it be known, uh, you know, because I really would like to be invited back uh, next year, you know. Um, I tell you, um, I want to ask you, how can we support your different communities? But then that's going to take a whole nother show. So I'm going to just ask, How can we support Dara Kalima? Because, you know, by supporting Dara Kalima, we are, in essence, supporting all of Dara Kalima's community. So how can we support you? You
1: know, that's true because I give a lot of funds to a lot of different organizations. I'm actually on a board, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I I didn't even say that before. So that's a community I'm part of. Um, Project Alpaca. It's a nonprofit organization. It's a new nonprofit organization whose focus is on mentoring young adults as they try to get the skills required to get into the workforce. Um, and so a lot of my funds go there, a lot of my funds go to the youth theater to help make me who I am. And then it, I, I tithe properly. And so I am very um, I don't got a lot of money, don't get that wrong, but I am very altruistic when it comes to that. And um I'm all about supporting those behind me as they proceed forward too so if you support me you can you can support me by helping me also get there because trust me the money just rolls over um so there is a way to support me in multiple ways by my books because I am a multi-time author so I have four books out there um I think if you're watching the podcast on YouTube you will see that I think you're wearing a shirt with the name of one of my oh, books on there. Yeah. I think you're a fan, huh? So the shirt says, Black man, Black woman, Black child was my first book, um, which I explored what it me- what it could mean to be Black. Um, then my second book is Casualty of Love, where it's my Me Too story, but it's also just like an exploration of the different phases of love. And then um, I have... Two X chromosomes with the extra shot of melanin, where I explore um, intersectional feminism. And then my memoir, Still Laughing. So if you're not into poetry, but you just wanna know more about me, you can find out more there. You learn more about my sister there too. Um, But, also you can support this podcast there is a way to subscribe to it financially so you can become a monthly subscriber for this podcast and that will help me too um as much as i said it's easy to do this or not easy to do this jump in and do it it does take labor it does take time to get people here and at one point i would love to like you know support the people who are coming to the show can't do that just yet other than amplifying their names but you know, I have bigger plans and ideas and sometimes things have been calling in favors. But at some point, I may want to do a little bit more than that. So your support will help me support others.
0: Now, I, I know that, you know, you're the community poet. So it's like, you, you know, you, you have to have different ways for for everyone to get in touch with you. Um, I'll just be honest, like, you know, I, I just need to know the one place i like i need to know the warehouse place where i can go I, I, <laughs> that's what i'm saying so where is the one place to go where we can get connected to everyone?
1: go to my website okay. darakalema.com that will take you to my youtube that'll take you to my um, instagram that'll take you to my Facebook, that'll take you to the books to buy, that'll take you to my shop, because I do have a shop. I'm actually gonna add a product or two soon, because there's one there's one product that keeps going to my brain that I haven't made put up there yet, but I clearly need to. Um, and then uh, there's some other ways to contact me. And again, you can even contact me directly through that website. So where it says, contact her, you, email, you send an email there, I will respond, um, so go to my website darakalima.com and you'll be able to get to know me or contact me and do whatever we need to do to connect over there.
0: Now, I I kind of feel like we're we're winding down cuz you know, I I'm going to be honest with everyone that's that's tuning in, everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, you know, don't be fooled. Like I I, I don't have everything um fully, like I'm not on point like that. I actually do have a little cheat sheet here. And you know, I've been meticulously like trying to peek at it and make sure I've I've had everything checked off. And I and I think I've covered everything. However, I do want to just touch on some things that you mentioned. And one of the things that you mentioned, which I thought was a really great comment, and I think it kind of encapsulates the whole podcast experience. And you said it more than once, but you you said a great conversation. Mm. So I thank you. I feel like this was a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. I feel enriched by it. But I'd like to know from you, not, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, toot my horn, but I just generally speaking, what constitutes a great conversation to you?
1: Mm. Something that changes your mind, opinion, or spirit or energy. It's mm. so like when you got in here, what mood are you in? And when mm. you leave, did you leave with something new? Did you leave if it like, is your energy the same? Is it better? Did you leave thinking of something different? Are you inspired by something with new questions, new motivations, a different way to move? Like if you if you can say yes to any of that. Then it was a great conversation. Um, I think that's I think that's an answer. When you, when you can sit there and go, mm, I didn't think about that that way. I'm gonna go think about that. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go do this thing now because that 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 how sounded dope. I'm gonna go. Change, I'm gonna go do something or like Listen, whatever that is. You know.
0: Listen, um, engineers, when when you guys are um, well, when 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 you are uh, editing this thing. Please make sure that you uh give Dora Kalima that particular answer that she just gave. Cause I, that was a phenomenal answer. But the and, question
1: is, did you like having had this conversation with me, did that happen for you?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I there's things I wanna I wanna look more into. So I, I definitely feel like I learned things. Um I, I feel lighter, like my, you know, lifted my spirit um you know they say laughter is a good medicine and you know it gave me some good laughs so I definitely um you know feel enriched and uh this this was great like I mean the, the only thing that could have made this better was you know if if, if, if there was some oxtails to go with it
1: had a little one before this conversation. Is the last one?
0: Yeah, I I felt it like I I i was feeling oxtail energy. You know, this 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 was a oxtails with with extra gravy conversation. So I I really appreciate it. So
1: I'm mad though. I didn't suck the bone. I didn't, how did I do that? I threw it out and didn't suck the bone. I'm losing my mind. I i wasted the oxtail, but not sucking the bone. Y'all y'all if y'all don't know, just so you know of all the things that I've gotten, I've only had food poisoning twice, but oxtails is one of the things that I have food poisoning with. And I still eat them. I can't eat the other meal. The other meal makes me nauseous just at the sight. but I love oxtails so much that I will eat them every time, no matter what. So um, I'm mad. I was like, oh, I got to suck this bone this time because I'm not in a restaurant. My brain didn't even do that. What did I do? What was I'm losing my mind. There's something wrong with this world now. Anyway, so sorry, you were saying something.
0: I've, listen.
1: I was so excited about this interview that I was rushing and didn't even think about the sucking the boat on the oxen.
0: This is a family show, so, okay. Thank you so much.
1: Um, you said you wanted a poem.
0: Yes, yes. That's what I was looking at my notes. That's what I was looking at my notes. Yes, it says right here, uh, ask Dara Kulima to do a poem. So...
1: So I've been, um, I was trying to figure out what poem I would do and I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do the one for my book, Still Laughing. Um, it's its a poem. I'm not going to discount it or take away from it. But I think it's because one of the things that I've been talking about a lot recently, you've heard me see, be, say this because Dennis, M.A. Dennis is not only an amazing host and let's give him a clap for his job today. But also um, uh, he's been here. He's one of my like, writer friends so when I'm trying to figure out how to work out a poem he's one of the people I go to and so in doing that I've been working on this poem and I've been talking about like tears and laughing and trauma and and all that other stuff and and, and such so I think us also like as you're talking uh, all the questions you've asked me today I'm like well what's a good introduction to me for those who don't know me I was thinking about doing the poem that is inspired by my sister, but I'm really I'm not in that mood. So I think I'm gonna do "Still Laughing," um, which is I think the last poem in one of version one of the versions of my book. "Still Laughing." It may be in both books, but it may not be. I don't really remember. I have a hardcover and paperback version of the book. So the paper the hardcover has more poems in it. Either way, still laughing. When he viciously told baby me not to cry. Because tears angered him, I obligatorily found my laugh, only dropping tears when mouth corners ascended. But later, I was told it was too loud. It was embarrassing, attracted too much attention. So for love, I stopped. I stopped and watched love pass by. I almost stopped loving self when another insisted it wasn't enough. I wasn't enough, but I was. And I laugh when I think of how and when I found myself first saw myself. There I was, I was there under sprouting locks and behind rectangular glasses where the opinions and paradigms could no longer shape the reflections. I ceased appearing through refractions. I was no longer a fraction. Oh, the glee that rose out of the ashes of assault, abuse and the bullying that had me stumbling and tripping. I took a trip down memory lane, followed elbow scars to surgical marks and traced weary grays to smile lines. I found my humor sitting, patiently and patiently, waiting for the rest of me. And we laughed full-bellied. And while the cacophonous sounds brought comfort to those within earshot, they would be shocked to know my laughter wasn't always gleeful, the noise not always joyful. It hid much, diffused and masked more, sometimes. It was nervous, other times it was forced like the will that he powered into me too. The laugh was always complicated, as was I. I apologized to the ligaments for the predicaments in which hard steps and knocks led us to. I reconciled with abandoned tears, promising them their due time while reclaiming my long forgotten shine. As I heal wounds, I take stock of the journey before me while reviewing my history. I never thought when I heard the two shake the room with laughter, I'd do the same. It's insane the bad and good one unwittingly and unwillingly inherits. Was it the nature of our genes, Or the inherent jubilation hidden between the moments where others burglarize my sanctity I do not know, but I hope my saints cover me. Hover over the moments I forget who they helped me to be for I am not who I was. I am not the small child whose emotional expression was murdered. I lay flowers at the grave of those who tried to bury. I lay flowers at the grave of who others tried to bury. And I shower joy on the child who never lost her elation, celebration for the person she has become that I have become. (laughs) Though still struggling for comprehension of these contradictions, I found peace in the storm life tossed me in. And I laugh for the parts finally reconciled or that reconcile themselves with the uncertainty of what tomorrow holds. Knowing the past made them, us, me, bold i laugh hysterically maniacally painfully passionately and freely i learned to laugh back then i laugh still
0: yes 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 i think that was perfect poem um so much of what we discussed, um, I could hear pieces of it in the poem. And to those of us uh, who are not from the Bronx, when you hear when you hear Dora Kalima mention all of the different types of laughing, please do not take that as a, as a as a sign that you should go to the Bronx and, and take pictures by the by the quote unquote joker steps
1: okay please don't unless you want to laugh in agony after being stabbed i even
0: even know that's a no-go okay (laughs) don't don't think that oh oh that's a sign she was she was talking about laughing i should go finally to see those joker steps
1: don't don't we don't want you there thank you
0: (laughs) now what i what i would ask you because um, I, I feel like we've 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 covered a good amount of stuff. I feel like it's been a great conversation, and and I and I'm and I'm and I'm pretty much full. I'm pretty. <laughs> however, I want to just I want to I want to leave with one of them little mints. You know, nice restaurant, we give you the little mint. You know, you leave with the little mint. So I'm going to pretty much just shut up. And what I would like for you to do is, I'd like for you to now take over. But I want you to ask yourself a question. I want you to ask yourself a question. And and I and I want you to be open, you know, because we're here for you. So, you know, don't hold out on us, you know, give give us something. Give us something that's like a nice, meaty oxtail. Give us something so we can suck on the bone, okay? And then uh, then I guess I'll come back and I will do my best to our my impersonation and, and take us out.
1: Oh, you want me to ask myself a random question?
0: Yes. Or better yet. I'll, 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 let me revise it. Cause, see, like I said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm new to this, so I, I'm I'm still trying to find my stride. This is what I would like to say. One of the things that resonated with uh, the still laughing poem was when you spoke about finding yourself and loving yourself. I would like to end by you. I want you to go back in time go back to a time because you mentioned that you were a trekker and I myself have been getting into into um into Star Trek specifically the show Discovery if anybody if you have Paramount Plus I definitely recommend watching the show Discovery if you don't have it make friends with somebody who will let you use their uh their their password or whatever but i mentioned that show because you can Can I just
1: interrupt for two seconds
0: of course it's your show
1: of course it's your show and then go find or even in the reverse order go find one of them surveys that they're filling out or petitions to make sure they don't cancel the show so Mm -hmm. do that i mean granted i don't want to make her do any more shows that she doesn't want to do but um I'm so mad that they're canceling the show. That doesn't even make sense. I'm I'm very upset. I'm very disappointed. I have a lot of feelings about this. Star Trek Discovery was, has been amazing. It has been very much very personal to me in my life. And she's just a phenomenal actor. And the show has been so, it's been beautiful to see a Black woman in the lead of the show even if I have some problems with some things that they do because you know they always got to torture us when we're in the lead but I um go it should not be ending as they announced it and so unless she wants to end if she wants to end by all means take your break sis you deserved it but if that's not her mission not her goal then we need to keep we need at least need two more seasons so go sign that survey go sign that petition to keep discovery going that's just me and my two cents because I love the show so much but um I'm sorry so discovery and you were saying continue because you yeah. you're learning about time travel and all that yeah. other stuff
0: that is that is one of the themes in it so what I am going to ask you to do uh Captain Kalima <laughs> I want you to to fly back into the past mm-hmm. I want you to find. Dara, who was lost. Mm. Dara, who wasn't loving herself. And I want you to talk to her.
1: You mean Dara from like three weeks ago, maybe?
0: If that's what, yeah, listen, (laughs) keep, keep it real. Yeah, if it's from three weeks ago, listen. I'm so glad that you said that because it needed to be said because there are so many of us um, and here it is. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna, um, I'm, I'm to be um, I didn't anticipate on saying this, but I think it should be said. Um, so I have a son. Uh, I'm not going to say his particular school. Um, you know what school he goes to. Because uh, it's actually your alma mater. So that's my <laughs> little clue. If you want to find out what. It, but anyway. A young person took their life. wow right and when you see the pictures and you see the smile you you wouldn't think you 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 wouldn't think oh that that that, that young person would do that so i'm so glad that you were transparent and said that yeah three weeks ago i i i that, was, that that Dara was lost three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, Dara was going through a moment where she didn't love herself. So let's just jump jump back three weeks. Talk to Dara from three weeks ago. What are you going to say?
1: I mean, I, I don't know what I would say and I'm not going to try to be crying on my own show like this, but I'll just say that, you know, so last night I had a dream literally last night's dream was that I was I hate roller coasters I don't like dropping I don't mind spinning I don't like I don't mind turning I hate dropping and so and I hate old school roller coasters I hate the old wooden ones because it feels like nothing like an old school spanking like they are not made to reduce how much you get hit so I hate old school roller coasters and um so, of course, my dream was that I was getting on a roller coaster and it was the old school roller coaster. And you know, old school roller coasters don't ever feel like you really br- braced in because it's only the one bar over your lap and you ain't really you're not really like in there. You don't know you really, really protect And for whatever reason, nobody wants to sit in the front with me and I didn't want to sit in the front. But the way it lined up, I was the front seat person. So I was in the front of the roller coaster and it was the old school roller coaster. Nobody wants to sit in front of me. But I had like a friend in the next row. And I was like, you know what's in the front of He's like, nah, nah, you got this. You got this. You got the front row. It's all good. It's yours. I said, like, but it's the front row. I hate the front row. I was like, I got one. And I'm like freaking out in this dream of like holding. I'm like trying to make sure the bar is locked in. And I'm holding onto the bar because I'm terrified. And we start pulling out. And, I, and then I woke up, right? But like, there's some things in there that, it's still gonna keep going. No matter how scared you are, it's still gonna keep going. Um, life is a roller coaster. But there were friends behind me too. They were in the next row, um, and so I think I think there's some. I was like, "Well, look at my dreams telling me all sorts of stuff." And when I wake up, you know, and I, so I think I would say to her just like, you know, this sucks. This moment sucks, the season sucks. But it's just a ride. And the ride will stop at some point. And not every dip on a roller like the first dip is the hardest one on the roller coaster because that's the first high like if you know physics, you ain't going to go higher after the first one because the first one's the one that's going to do the most in physics, right? So, you know, you just gotta get through it. You just gotta get through it. You just gotta hold on to that bar. You gotta listen to your friends talking to you. they they right behind you, they got your back. They in this with you. They may not be able to be in the front row with you, but they in this with you, they got you. Um, and yeah, it can be scary and yeah, it can suck. And yeah, hold on to that bar because it's terrifying and it's not gonna be easy. Um, but you look fly. you put a lot of glasses to make yourself look good and feel good you got people who love you um it's okay to cry because you know you weren't you weren't taught to but it's good to cry it's good to ask for help it's good to seek more help than what you've ever asked for before and it's also good to say I can't do it so where you and I are interviewing right now I'm actually supposed to be at a party And I miss the people who are partying and they have shown up for me multiple times and I'm sad to not show up for them. But I'm not showing up for them, not because I don't want to. I don't have the energy. I feel guilty. Life is too real. I had enough energy to sit on the screen. When this is over, this hat's going to come off. I may switch my glasses up. I wore these glasses for the last two days, but they're sliding off my face right now. So I'm a little tired of them. I may get something that fits a little bit better on my face. Um, Probably gonna go right back into my pajamas, eat something bad for me, and rest. I'm supposed to do my taxes. I don't think that's gonna happen tonight. I'm not gonna finish the poem I'm supposed to be working on. A lot of things are not gonna happen that I want to happen. I may watch Star Trek, but you
0: know, it's okay. You are strapped in. People got your back.
1: The ride is going to end. You'll be back on the ground eventually. And you know what? Usually, after a roller coaster ride, even when you hate them, you'd be laughing about how it was anyway. So strap into the crazy. Cry as much as you need to. Scream as much as you need to. Hold on lean into your friend that's in the row behind you just don't throw up on them (laughs) you know but you know just 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 be easy on yourself because this is this ride is not easy and there's a lot you're facing but do the best you can and that's all you can do so that's going to be my answer to me thank you for making me ask that answer that question
0: I think you answered it wonderfully, and um, I, I know there's some kind of uh, things can get a little wonky when you're dealing with time travel. So, um, if for some reason you're not able to directly interact with three three week old Dara, if that's going to like mess up the time space continuum, three
1: week ago, not three week old, three week I old you- wouldn't understand that. <laughs>
0: If, if, you know, if it's going to disrupt the time space continuum, I was listening intently and, and, and I will be willing to play stunt double again and uh, and interact with Dara from three weeks ago and uh, let her know just the, the inspirational message that you delivered to her.
1: Just remind future Dara because I'm pretty sure she'll, have, she'll run right back here in the same, she'll run back here too. So I remind future Dara
0: that she said this. The roller coaster ride continues. It does. And with that said, I thank everyone who has tuned in for this episode. I I hope that you have enjoyed it just half as much as I've enjoyed this. Because if you have, then that means you are full and um, you're smiling. And, and um, you're
1: going to go visit the Bronx at some point because it's right up there with Disney World, but you're it, not going to go hang out on the steps. Exactly. <laughs>
0: you're going to leave this great conversation changed in some way, shape, or form.
1: But now I want to know, how many times did I say the Bronx? Did you keep track or did you lose track? I
0: lost track. <laughs> <laughs> Said it a lot. You know,
1: if it wasn't for the Bronx, this rap probably never would be going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if it wasn't for the Bronx. So thank you, Dara Kalima for uh, repping all of, well, not all of your communities, but for repping a record number of communities. Uh, you definitely have the record for most communities repped in a single episode. So congratulations for that. And um, I guess just give, you've already, I mean, you're on the roll, you gave some wonderful advice to uh Dara from three weeks ago. I'm gonna ask you to just give us, those of us who are here in the present moment, just give us a nice, just a nice little nugget, like a a notable quotable, like give give us, give us a bar, you know, give us a hashtag bar to close out the show that we can take with us, that'll be in our mind, you know, that that we'll think of. And it'll always remind us of this episode.
1: That's a lot of pressure. Um, I can't even think of anything, but I'll just say, you know, at the end of the day, just do your best. Like, you know, this guy told me once and it's on my desk, just do your best in ten years. It doesn't matter. That's Mm. all that'll matter. You know, just you did your best. Like details don't matter in the end is what he was essentially saying. So Mm. do your best and- there's more people cheering for you than you realize so keep going
0: i think that's a wonderful take-home message because nike is a multi-billion dollar company and all they tell you is just do it they 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 don't tell you you can you could just do it mediocre you could just do it average so it's only fitting that a black woman in the in this uh, Women's History Month has elevated that slogan that has sold billions of dollars of sneakers and apparel. So we're we're over, just do it. And now we're going to just do our best.
1: Well, that's because there's nothing else for us to do. We black women, as Trevor Noah said, we can't afford to F around and find out. Mm. We are always doing our best.
0: You know what? I think we should just do a combination. Everyone. Do your best, because we cannot afford to F around and find out. And you visit Dara Kalima's website for the t-shirt, because it's coming. (laughs) Do your best, because we cannot afford to F around and find out. Thank you, Dara Kalima. It's been a pleasure allowing me to be your stunt double filling. I hope that I've done you a modicum of justice.
1: You've done a great job. Thank you for stepping in and kicking off this season, this series, this this post-hiatus um, time in a wonderful way.
0: I appreciate you always. And I only ask you can we just get a, just a little bit more of the music? Because I I I am a, a, a loyal viewer of the show, and the music is so wonderful. But it always, always, uh, always,
1: and it's made by a woman friend of mine. So no doubt it will take us out. <laughs>